Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. Today discussing the Cleveland Browns and Odell Beckham Jr. Should they, should the Browns keep OBJ or look to move on? It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code PFF when you sign up to hammer the over on Sunday night's basketball game when LA takes on Denver. For every 1,000 people that bet the over in Sunday's game, the line will decrease by one point. Yes, this is your chance to improve the odds of the over hitting. So tell your friends and family this is a team effort. Hammer the over and improve your odds of doubling your money. That's promo code PFF for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, or Virginia only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT or in Virginia, call 888-532-3500. All right, Sam, there are some rumors that OBJ might be moving on, that the Browns might want to move on, and then there's just the general discussion about Baker Mayfield and his success without OBJ on the field. You know us at the PFF NFL podcast, we always say more playmakers are always better, but in this case, is that the truth when it comes to OBJ and the Browns? Yeah, even without the rumors that they might look to be moving him, I think that would be a logical assumption anyway given what we've seen from the Browns in the last two years Beckham has not been good in Cleveland so far he's got what like a year and a half a year and a third's worth of on-field performance um, and it hasn't been good they the, there's a growing amount of data that says the Browns have actually been better when he hasn't been there than when they when he's been on the field um, and therefore given you know, look, Beckham also brings with him this sort of off-field diva stuff as well, however much you want to buy into that or not. Um, interest and media speculation and swirl follows the guy. So are the Browns better off getting rid of him? Um, to me, look, yes, there is a growing amount of data that says the Browns are better when he's not on the field, but that doesn't provide you with the explanation for that. The That's, a, that's like a data point, right? And then you say, well, okay, what do we learn from that? What is the what is that telling you? And I don't think it's it's telling you that Odell Beckham is therefore a bad player and you should get rid of him. We know that Odell Beckham is a great player. The guy has two seasons with a PFF grade above 90 previously in his career, two more, uh, 85, 88. Um, he has been a phenomenally good player throughout his career. It hasn't worked yet in Cleveland. That being said, one of those years, nothing worked. Everybody got fired. It was a bad year, right? So you probably can't put that on Odell Beckham Jr. Second year, he was only around for the initial part where nothing, you know, they were still finding their feet. They were getting their ass kicked by the Ravens. They were getting their ass kicked by the Steelers. Then as the season wore on, this offense, Baker Mayfield, things started to come together. And the Browns in week 17 and, and the end of the year were a much better or a much different and better team than they were at the start of the season when Odell Beckham was there. So again, I don't think you can put that down to the fact that he just doesn't function with Baker Mayfield and within this offense. I still think that you look at this guy and say, there's too much talent there. There's no reason he shouldn't function and excel within this offense. Let's embrace that this year. So instead of looking at OBJ and saying, here's when he got hurt. Week six, he plays the full game against Pittsburgh. That was Baker Mayfield's lowest graded game of his career. Week seven, they play the Bengals. He has one target. He gets hurt. He's out. That was the start of the turnaround. Right. That was Baker Mayfield's highest grade in his career to that point. And that was the start of the turnaround. And instead of saying, 
that's the reason we we lost our number one we we lost the dependence on obj baker could spread the ball around he didn't feel like he had to force obj by the way 10 targets against the ravens eight against the cowboys nine against the colts instead of having to force it he could play football and see the field and do the whole deal so instead of taking that angle you're saying poor obj just wasn't a part of the the gelled offense later in the season yeah i mean it I, I don't think you can possibly look at this and say like Odell Beckham getting hurt is the reason this offense took a step forward. It was heading in that direction anyway once they cleared the really ugly games from their schedule. And I'm sure he would have been a part of that development if he'd been there, but he wasn't. For his entire career, he still has generated a passer rating of 101 when targeted, despite the past two years in Cleveland where things have been bad like he is a phenomenally talented receiver and if you aren't able to maximize what he's doing for you the problem is likely with you not with him yeah so i would view it uh, you know me i'm going to sit on the fence on this one what if it's a little bit of both what if there is this element of maybe maybe addition by subtraction for baker mayfield in this case is good and it's not that he doesn't need a number one wide receiver but maybe it's just obj right the, the 2019 season that was last year when Freddie Kitchens was there, I don't think you throw that whole season out. That was a season where you go back and it's like, Baker and OBJ just weren't on the same page. Right, but it I'm was, not taking anything from that season for anybody. That entire year was a mess. Yeah, but I think, there's, I think there's something there with QB wide receiver chemistry and just two guys being on the same page, even if it's a new scheme now, I think that matters. I think that is a factor. Um, so I'm going to say, may, so maybe there is an issue, right? Maybe there is a little addition by subtraction for Baker Mayfield. But the other piece of it is Odell Beckham still has value, right? He's still a valuable player that other teams would want. So I think that I think the Browns should explore those options. And if he lands back in Cleveland, they'll they'll make do with him, right? They'll be fine with him and Jarvis Landry in the in the tight ends and in that system. And and maybe the, maybe it all comes together next year because it's year two in Kevin Stefanski's system. This guy in his in the peak of his career, which is essentially four years with the Giants. Um, he averaged like a thousand or thirteen hundred yards, ten touchdowns, um, a, like 15, 20 broken tackles, a passer yeah, rating incredible after the catch, incredible down the field. He was yeah, a, like true a passer rating one. of one hundred and ten. There's that guy didn't go anywhere. He hasn't had like a sequence of devastating injuries that would remove that athleticism and explosiveness from him. He's still capable of making circus catches. You have a quarterback that right now is playing better than Eli Manning was playing at the point where he had those great seasons. There's no reason that you can't get elite production still from Odell Beckham Jr. I can't, there's no, I, I can't figure out a way where him and Baker Mayfield would just be incompatible from a chemistry standpoint. That doesn't make any sense to me. I'll, at which I'll, point he has been a victim so far of what has gone wrong. I'll use your own argument against you though. Deshaun Watson before the season, we said, you said, Maybe he'll be without DeAndre Hopkins. Mm -hmm. Nobody in their right mind would not want DeAndre Hopkins on the team, but maybe Watson's going to get better without DeAndre Hopkins because he'll spread the ball around. Will Fuller, Brandon Cooks, the tight ends, and that happened. The Matthew Stafford factor. Of course you want Calvin Johnson, Hall of Famer, on your football team, but when Calvin retired, Stafford had to play football and not rely on him nearly as much. I think there might be enough evidence that Baker Mayfield does have a little bit of reliance on OBJ. And it's not just one year where he played better without him. Baker Mayfield's grade as a rookie in 2018, when OBJ was with the Giants, was really good. Then they add Odell Beckham, and that's when Baker struggles. And then when he gets hurt, so it's sandwiched. 
on either Baker has only played well when OBJ has not been on the field. And I think the Browns have to at least acknowledge that. So my question would be, one, what can you do to mitigate that? And two, does it still work in reverse? So what we've seen with Stafford and with Watson is if you have a young quarterback that has relied on an elite high-end receiver where he can sort of take away the doubt and you just throw it in his direction, if you take that guy away from him, it forces him to develop a different part of his game. What if he'd already developed that and then you added that guy to the roster? What Does it work the same way in reverse? You can make the case right now that Baker Mayfield has now de- has gone through that. He's developed that part of his game without Odell Beckham. He has had to spread the ball around. He's become a better quarterback because of it. What happens if you then put the elite receiver back into the mix? And does he then, like, do you automatically go back to leaning on that? Or because you were forced to do it without it, have you developed, is that a permanent change in your game? No, it's fair. It's a fair question. And I think, look, if, if, if Odell Beckham is back on the Browns and healthy next year, I think he'll be fine. I think Baker will be fine. I think they'll figure it out. And there is this element maybe that he, Mayfield had to go through the fire a little bit without his number one and maybe became a better quarterback. So if that's the floor, I think I'm okay with that. But at the same time, where teams need wide receivers and teams see what the Bucks just did and what the Chiefs did and the Bills adding Stephon Diggs, I think there'll be a market for OBJ and the Browns would be smart to at least explore that. Yeah, and by the way, I'm listening to offers. <laughs> you oh, know, yeah. If, yeah. If somebody wants to phone me up and say, hey, I've got two first-round picks and a player for Odell Beckham Jr., I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm prepared to, to make that deal. But I'm not actively shopping him if I'm Cleveland. I'm looking at this as I have an elite number one receiver that I want to make use of within this offense, and it's going to take a crazy offer coming into me to move me off that. Yeah, we're not, we're not hot-takey enough to say, oh, yeah, less is more. You know, get rid of him. We've seen him. We've seen the Browns succeed without OBJ, but I think we're both in agreement. The Browns should be listening to those offers if they're out there. Let us know. What do you think? OBJ, the Browns, what should they do? Is he better or worse for Baker Mayfield? It's a PFF NFL Daily.